For more resources, visit rym.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Local Youth Worker, a daily podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. I'm your host, John Parrott. All this week, we'll be talking to Dr. Walt Mueller. Walt, welcome. Hey, hey, how are you doing, John? Doing well. Uh, Thanks for coming back on. I know it's been a while, but we had you on, and uh, those who uh, listen to the show or are really associated with RYM know that Walt is no stranger uh, to RYM, uh, but he is the president for Center for Parent Youth Understanding. Uh, Their website, cpyu.org. has seemingly infinite resources on there uh, for youth culture, and he's been a leading youth culture expert. He's uh, published numerous books, Youth Culture 101, uh, Engaging the Soul of Youth Culture, uh, just to name a few. Uh, He's been a speaker at RYM's Youth Leader Training um, for uh, a couple of times, I believe, and has also spoken at RYM's summer conferences. Walt, have you done that for Three summers in a row? Yeah, three, three years in a row down in Panama City Beach. So that's always a nice trip for us. I, we drive down from Pennsylvania, stop and see people on the way down and the way back. And it's just a, a fun time with my wife. And then when we get there with you folks. Yeah, yeah, we enjoy it. And so for those who don't know the conferences, we put on conferences for uh, teens in the summer, but Walt actually comes down and and leads uh, a couple of seminars for youth workers and uh, parents, volunteers who are there as well take it. Um, And Walt will be uh, one of the main speakers at uh, YLT's uh, newest um, location, which is in Paradise, Pennsylvania. Uh, We've been having a youth theater training conference for the past 12 years, and now we're launching a new one. Uh, up in Walt's neck of the woods, um, that will be in March. And you know what? I should have looked at this, Walt. Do you remember those dates off the top of your head? Now you're putting me on the spot because I'm I'm looking it up while I'm talking yeah. to you. Uh, but why don't you say you know who all is going to be there uh, with you? I know you know uh, one of them for sure pretty well. Sure. Yeah. Well, a couple of guys who uh, really are a great resource to people in youth ministry and ministry in general. Uh, Duffy Robbins, who's a longtime friend of mine, and the RYM people may not be familiar with Duffy, uh, but nationally, internationally, in the world of youth ministry, Duffy has actually been iconic for really the last 35, 40 years, and so I would classify him as as one of my closest brothers in the world of youth ministry, and I would even say in the world. Um, <laughs> He's now teaching youth ministry at Grove City College in Grove City, Pennsylvania. And Duffy's just a tremendous resource. And uh, let me just say, he's super interesting, super engaging, uh, a funny, funny guy who who can really keep you engaged and give you a lot of meat. And then Scotty Smith is the other one who's coming in. And I think most folks know Scotty. And it's, it's going to be fun with Scotty. So, yeah, we're, yeah. we're looking forward to Great week. 
Yeah, we're excited. I'll be up there as well. So looking forward to that. And I looked it up while you were talking, March 11th through 15th. Um, so anybody who wants to register for one of our youth leader training conferences, uh, go to rym.org slash training and you'll see the, the link there and you can go ahead. Registration is open and people have already started uh, registering, which is exciting. Hey, John, can I say something about that? A lot of people Please do. You know, I love Nashville and every chance I get to get to, to Nashville, I love that. And I know that's where uh, YLT has been held. If you want to experience something a little different, come up to Paradise. Many people say, well, why would I want to go to Pennsylvania rather than Nashville? This is basically where I live, Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. It's the Amish country. And there is so much to see and so much to do. And it's just a great cultural experience. And it's a beautiful place as well. So um, I'm not sure all that you know all that you guys are going to have planned while folks are up here but there's certainly a lot to choose from mm -hmm. that you could use in utilize in your planning and and so it'll be a, it'll be a great time and the fact that we're familiar with this area gets us excited because because we get a chance to show it off to folks mm -hmm. so it'll be a good time absolutely and i'll just echo that i was actually able to go up i guess i was around a year ago while well, a little over um and spend some time up there it is absolutely beautiful um and obviously, if people have a little bit of time, they can get jump over to Philadelphia and, and run the run the steps um, and do the Rocky thing. I know that's what everybody does when they go there, right? Um, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, let me let me add to that. The geography of that is where we'll be in Paradise is is about forty five minutes west of Philadelphia, so you can get to Philadelphia, and it's about an hour and a half north of Baltimore. So you can get to Baltimore, and then right below Baltimore is is Washington D.C. So it's a great place to come if you want to tack on, you know, some visits to these other places on the front end or the back end. Yeah, absolutely. And all those places you just listed, I mean, easy places to fly into from a lot of different locations. So very accessible. Um, so yeah, hopefully some people will join us, and we're excited about this new uh, location. And um, yeah, let's go ahead and get on with uh, the questions. Um, th this is our second season of the podcast, and we've been doing frequently asked questions. Uh, those questions that, you know, we've contacted a lot of different youth workers and uh, just, you know, received a, a, a lot of questions that they receive frequently. And so one of those is obviously dealing with pornography. And so um, all this week we'll be talking with Walt uh, on the topic of pornography and um, asking a lot of different questions. And so today, just, just starting off uh, fairly uh, basic here. Uh, Walt, just what, what's some advice you would give to youth workers as they're dealing with students who struggle with pornography? I know you're, you've done a lot of research, a lot of speaking on this topic. Uh, we're aware of the statistics. You know, there are statistics telling us, you know, eight to 10 years old, kind of that age range. Um, first exposure is there, and we know that the average age of exposure is getting younger and younger. Um, so obviously this is something youth workers are dealing with. So what's some advice you would give them as they're, you know, ministering to those students who are struggling? Yeah. Well, the first thing is realize that it's everybody who struggles with this because as human beings, we're all, we've all been cr created by God as sexual beings and we have sexual desires, uh, but also our sexuality is broken. And I think right now pornography might be, the greatest, most widespread, most easily accessed expression of broken sexuality that's there. So don't assume, oh, I've got one or two kids who deal with this, 
Don't say to your students, you know, who among you struggles with this? Just make the assumption that this is a struggle for everybody. And if it isn't a struggle for everybody yet, it will be. So as we say here at CPYU, you know, we've got to have a, a well-rounded, uh, gospel-centered response to every cultural issue that comes down the road that we're concerned about, that, that steps, you know, leads us to step out of God's will and God's way, you know, our students as well. So we always say this three-pronged approach, you know, uh, the prophetic, the, pre the preventive, and the redemptive. And so the prophetic would be to proclaim biblical sexuality. What do the scriptures say about sexuality? We can come back and revisit that a bit. Uh, so you'll want to be talking about that. Don't wait till there's a problem and then just respond. You want to speak the truths of God's word so that kids, as you're saying, you know, who are seven and eight years old, they're being prepared for this. And that puts a, a huge pressure, not just on youth workers, but on parents and on children's ministry people as well. And that's where I would say that a youth worker needs to make themselves aware of what's happening statistically in terms of pornography. You, you mentioned the early age of uh, first exposure. And what that does is that should push us not just to be addressing it with our middle schoolers on up, but to go to our children's ministry people and our parents of preschoolers and say, look, this is a reality in our world. So let's exercise that prophetic influence from a young age to frame sexuality in the biblical narrative because the cultural narrative will certainly be framing it soon, if not already, for the youngest of our kids. So that's the prophetic. The second is the preventive. You know, what steps can we take to keep kids from going down this road? And I think they're, you know, just good decision-making skills. Again, talking about biblical sexuality and working to develop some, some best practices maybe that you've instituted in your own life as a youth worker and teach that to your kids. And then thirdly, after the prophetic and the preventive, it would be the redemptive, that we talk about what we're going to do, what steps will we take from the initial step of, hey, let's talk to your parents about this, to uh, a student who has a really, really deep problem, um, you know, habitual use of pornography, maybe talking, getting them involved with, with counseling. And, and so even there, knowing who the resources are, the Christian counseling resources who have some ability to, to deal with this in, in good gospel-centered ways. So, um, yeah, and, and I would say that, you know, just to back up here, I think just posture-wise, John, we need to encourage youth workers to begin the conversation not so much with don't, 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 um, but with what we would call here at CPYU God's big yes for sex and sexuality, that we teach about it in a framework of creation, fall, redemption, and restoration, and that uh, sexuality is a good gift of God that was declared good at creation. It's just broken and fallen now. So the reason we say that is that many of us have grown up in the church with a history of sitting under parents and youth workers who, A, didn't talk about it, or B, talked about it in negative ways. And so we either didn't learn or we learned in, in ways that we somehow came to the conclusion that God doesn't want us to think about this, talk about this, or that sex is dirty. Hmm. Um, 
So let's root it in. Let's root it in creation and talk about the goodness of it first. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's really good. That's all very helpful. And, and jumping back to your prophetic, um, uh, you know, statement right at the beginning. Um, what would you say to those youth workers who, who you know, agree with everything you just said? And they said, look, you know, I want to talk about this um, in my ministry, but I know there's going to be some parents that get some pushback. And I know, obviously, anytime you talk about anything sexual, uh, you want to be cautious. Um, and so yeah. what, what's some advice, some counsel you would give to those youth workers of kind of beginning that prophetic approach and to protect themselves and to also, you know, challenge parents just somewhere along those lines? What, what's some advice you'd give? Well, I think communication is the key. And, you know, for example, I'm going to head down to Florida here in a few days and I'm going to speak at a Christian school in middle school and high school chapels about sex and sexuality. And, you know, I don't want to just go in and do this and undermine the authority of parents. They're going to communicate. I'm going to communicate to the school what it is that I'm speaking about. They're going to communicate that to the parents because we want to have uh you know, I want to be there to support the parents. I don't want to undermine the parents. And I get it that you'll have kids in your youth group who don't have, they may not even have Christian parents. Those parents may, for all intents and purposes, not really care what you say to your kids about sexuality. Sometimes it's a Christian parent, so ah, my kids aren't thinking about that. Well, your kid's 16. I can guarantee you that your kids are thinking about that because they've been made by God to be sexual beings. So... You know, I think to communicate what you're going to talk about, but even before that, communicate why you're going to talk about it. Because you can be a person who, if a parent is out in the dark on this, and they're making assumptions that the pornography issue is exactly the same as it was when they were teenagers, you can break through that. You can give them information, whether it's statistical or, you know, some of the research that's been done. Just constantly be communicating that because now what you're doing is you're raising their awareness. And as a result, I hope um, pushing them to generate a response that will actually increase the effectiveness of the gospel message, you know, as it relates to sexuality, because now mom and dad are talking about it with me, not just, you know, my youth worker. So I, I think, you know, just educate parents give them information. I mean, this is what we're about at CPYU, equipping parents to know the culture so they can bring the word of God to bear on the realities that exist. And what a youth worker can do is really raise the awareness of those realities. So constantly be funneling information to them. And, and I would say a simple step too, John, would be to have a parents meeting. If you're going to speak for three weeks in youth group about the issue of biblical sexuality and pornography, sit with the parents beforehand and walk them through, uh, you know, what it is you're going to teach. And I know with Reformed youth workers, uh, the good thing with Reformed youth workers is we typically take more time to prepare than others. I know that might be a really bad statement. <laughs> but this is where preparation is really important. So mm -hmm. you've got to study and know your stuff. And I, you know, I mean, I've been... I've been thinking about this issue and issues related to sexuality in some very direct ways, time-consuming ways for the last eight to ten years just because of how the culture is changing. And I feel as time passes, I know less and less. Hmm. Um, you can never stop learning enough. Hmm. 
Man, that is yeah, a yeah. huge point, just continuing to be students. Um, I mean, just the, the broad kind of issues of sexuality and then technology. I just think, you know, we need to, as Christians, be on top of those things, be students of those things, be studying, studying and, and thinking through these things. Um, just a couple more things, Walt. I know we're going to be drawing this to a close, and we'll be talking more about kind of uh, parenting as well as just youth ministry and this, this issue. But um, uh, the, the first is, uh, when you mentioned how children's ministry uh, needs to get kind of involved in this, and obviously because we're saying younger and younger ages of exposure, could, could you, t- and I agree with that completely, children's ministry is getting involved in this. Maybe some practical thoughts on how that could be implemented in a church and where to begin. Um, and then also just I, I want to, before we move on, uh, get you to, to point people maybe to uh, CPYU's site and maybe some yeah. specific resources that you've produced that could be helpful. Yeah, I, I think, again, some practical ways to make that happen is just communicate information. And the way I would start to do that is, you know, like like if you as a youth worker see yourself as a gatekeeper, let's say, for all things youth culture, flood the people who have an influence on kids and those who influence those who influence kids, flood them with this information. And I would go so far as to say, you know, you should be forwarding everything on to the senior pastor, to the associate pastors, to the children's ministry people, to the preschool director, I mean, whoever it is, and then say, look, this is an issue. Let's get together and strategize how to address this. And I know, you know, I'm not real well versed in what's happening in the world of children's ministry. But I know there are many, many resources there that some of the publishers that you and I know that we trust have put together in terms of uh, resources that parents can use, Sunday school teachers can use, children's workers can use, curriculum books, whatever, um, with even the youngest of kids. So, you know, I, I regret that I can't list what those things are. I've seen many of them, but off the top of my head, I can't tell you what they are. But I think a little search would be helpful or you know maybe you can can point some people to to some of these things on your podcast page you know that'd be a great way for RYM to 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 resource folks so I think just again raise awareness and say we need to respond and then sit together and strategize how to best do that in your own particular local church culture yeah, I think that's wise. Again, just yeah, every church we know has a culture, and every church is going to go about this a little differently. And so, yeah, giving that advice to to you, you know your church culture, you know kind of how to how to respond, how to initiate this, how to begin. Um, but yeah, I, I think yeah, children's ministries uh, do need to get on board with this. I, I've been encouraged. I mean, even from Walt when you've come down and you spoke at Pear Orchard, um, that I was encouraged. Uh, just to see the younger parents that were showing up to these things, uh, parents that didn't just have teenagers, but parents that had newborns, um, being proactive to start thinking about this at a young age, so that was always encouraging. Um, so, Walt, as we're, we're closing this out, can you think of a few, I know you, you've got an entire Digital Kids Initiative and maybe just talking about that a little bit, but are there any articles that you can think of specifically, resources that you have at CPYU that you would uh, direct uh, parents and youth workers to? Yeah. um, So we have multiple sites. CPYU.org is our main site. But as you've mentioned, we've actually birthed uh, three other sites um, that are related to initiatives. 
And what I would do is I would point you to two of those, uh, our Digital Kids Initiative, which you can link to at the bottom of our cpyu.org main page, or just go to digitalkidsinitiative.com, or go to our Sexual Integrity Initiative. You can link at the bottom of the cpyu.org page or go to sexualintegrityinitiative.com. And you'll see a tab there for resources, you know, articles, handouts, things like that. Just scroll through those. Take five minutes on each of those sites and look at those. And everything on there is free. There's free handouts, downloads, all kinds of articles and things. We have um, a handout that's a, a, a parent's primer on social networking. We've got one that's a parent's primer on Internet pornography. Um, youth workers, they're there for you. And we want you to grab those things. They're PDFs and just go ahead and download them and hand them out as far and wide as you'd like. And those would be resources that can help you and support you as you do this. And the other thing I'd mention is, um, you know, our podcast, Youth Culture Matters. You can get to that on our main site, cpyu.org. There are, if you just scroll through some of those conversations, we've had quite a few on matters related to sexuality. And, and I think you'll find some encouragement, and some help there as well. I know you'll find it. Yeah. Um, well, again, Walt, this is all very helpful information, and um, you know, it's a topic that is hard to talk about in a lot of ways. Um, but it's a topic we need to talk about, and of course, that's what we're going to be doing over the uh, the, the rest of the week. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to uh, address a parent uh, a question um, more to parents and kind of dealing with parents on this issue. So I hope you'll tune back in tomorrow. But uh, thanks again, Walt. Thanks.